Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Serial Killers Cafe. I'm your host, Stephanie, here with my co-host, Ariel. Hey guys. And welcome to this week's episode. Um, Super sorry we missed you last week, but obviously with... um, uh coronavirus um quarantine we are just trying to make sure that we are following our stay home guidelines from our governor um everyone hashtag stay home um and so yeah that's where we are today um we're super excited to dive into aaron campbell who's the 16 year old we'll be covering today um and before we get started um we'll just chat about our drink of choice um so today i am drinking some tea like just hot tea with lemon because well, I was really cold earlier, so I just made some hot tea. Because basically, if it's below 85 degrees, Stephanie's cold. That's 100% a fact. Like, in the yes, summer, I, I wear sweatshirts and jeans. <laughs> so, it is what it is. Well, I'm normal. I'm drinking root beer, mostly because my unborn child seems to want nothing but root beer. Um, I'm not even, like, a soda drinker, but... It's like one of those things where if I don't have root beer right this second, like I'm probably going to die. Yeah, that was my second. I loved I loved soda when I was pregnant with her and I hate soda in general. I never so drink it. But weird. So the weird. human body is so strange to me. Oh, it's wild. It really is. Um, so one thing I want to make sure that we get out there is that um, I know we cover serial killers. Now, the next few lovely individuals we're going to be covering are not actual serial killers um, because they have not killed more than three people. Aaron Campbell, for example, only killed one person. However, I firmly believe that the only reason he killed one person, I firmly believe that the only reason Aaron Campbell was not a serial killer is because he was young and dumb and got caught. Like, had he not been caught, he won hundred percent would have killed like just like 40 fucking people i think that's Um, also why we're cool with covering these child like not serial killer serial killers because basically all of them would have been had they not been young children yeah (laughs) like hundred percent i mean obviously if you're killing at this young of an age you if you didn't get caught you clearly were going to grow up to do something very terrible right and he has like every single sign and symptom um that he would end up being some sort of killer uh you know he does the torturing of animals and he sets fires he actually was institutionalized for a little while um to help him quote work through his need to set fires which i don't know what the fuck that means but whatever um and after like after all this happened when media was like interviewing his um like neighbors and friends and family like every single one of them was like oh yeah he was a creepy mofo uh, okay <laughs> so as Aaron um, like to say if you see something say, say something, something. <laughs> and that's like that's one of the main things that just pisses me off so much about this case is this like adorable little six-year-old girl had to die because people just kept ignoring all of these signs including his parents yeah it's just <laughs> I just don't understand. And, like, I know I'm not a parent yet, so maybe it's different when you actually have kids. But to me, if my kid was showing these obvious signs that, like, something is not 100% right up there, like, do something. Yeah. I don't know. One of your kids was like, I think I'm going to set cats on fire. 
would you just be like, oh, it's just that phase? Like, I mean, no. No. I would not. No, that shit's not a phase. That is like part of McDonald triad, and that means your kid's going to be a fucking serial killer. Yeah. So. I think my husband's already cool. nervous that I'm going to make our youngest son a serial killer just because of how much I love them. And like, <laughs> I'm always, and I'm like, that's not how you become a serial killer. No, that's not how this works. <laughs> Otherwise, I would be a serial killer, obviously. Yeah, really, exactly. And I was like, do you not know how much work it is to be a serial killer? And like, I don't want to eat people. I def- like, I, no. I couldn't be a serial killer. I'm just not. No, that would be terrible. I honestly don't have the dedication. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just too lazy. Like, every yeah. time I'm like, you read or watch things, they're like, yeah, and they carried him into the truck of the car. I'm like, what? I'm like carrying groceries up. They're like, and then they drove across the entire country. (laughs) I'm like, nope, that's a lot of gas. You know me and the gas money. (laughs) I'm good. Thanks, though. So, another thing that, and I know this is not like part of what makes a serial killer, but um, he was, what some people would say, obsessed with violent video games. Oh, okay. Um, so not only do you like violent video games, but you know that whole Slenderman weird game thing that yes. kids were playing online for a little while? That was a Law & Order SVU episode. It is so creepy. Oh my gosh. And there's already, there's a murder case. Like two young girls killed one of their friends because, quote, Slenderman told them to. Yeah, so they did a Law & Order SVU episode about this. They just called him, like, something different, obviously. Yeah. But that was basically it. And obviously the girl lived but, yeah. like, almost died in the show, all based off of that, basically, which was crazy. Creepy A-F. I know. Um, all right, so a little bit of background on Aaron. Like every other killer we ever talk about, he didn't really have a fantastic home life. Um, his dad worked in an oil rig, and people who do that are gone for, like, weeks at a time, sometimes months. Um, and apparently his mother was, like, a raging alcoholic. So... Very, very common theme. Usually at least one parent is neglectful or an alcoholic. And I mean, obviously the father wasn't neglectful. He was just working to provide for his family. But like when you work that much, you obviously aren't there to like see those signs. Like who knows if the dad would have stepped up had he been around more. And right. And he may have. They really there's not any information on the father. He could have been like a totally normal individual who just worked a lot. I mean, you get you make a lot of money doing that. And the um, area that they lived in Scotland um, was a pretty affluent area. It was like a little island. Not a lot of people, but all of the houses are like large and nice and um, people have a lot of money. Yeah. So I assume that that's why he worked so hard so that they were able to like live that lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so Aaron, I guess from a very young age was, uh, very into like YouTube videos. He wanted to have his own channel. Like he really wanted people to like hear him and know what his opinions are, even if they were weird. Um, he also was pretty athletic and very big into trampoline-ing. Is that a word? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I'm like, maybe? (laughs) What's it called when- The art of trampoline jumping. Right, because like he didn't, but he didn't just like jump. Like he do like flips in the air and land. I don't know, all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, there's a bunch of videos on YouTube. It's weird, but like I guess some people like it. So, and just so you guys know, like we're saying YouTube because like this didn't happen that long ago. Like we were oh, already. Yeah, that's, yeah. Right. like I know a lot this of the people we talk about are from two, a long time ago, but this is two years ago. Yeah, this happened. So he's days. very recent. So like when we say like YouTube star, like that. I mean, that is a lot of what we see in our generation today. Like. That was a big aspiration of his. Yeah. I mean, it also is an aspiration of my 10-year-old to, like, 
Well, obviously, <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't have one though, guys. You can't follow her. Sorry, she, I'm, I'm. That's not allowed. She can't Just have because one because you're a good parent and don't want your child to be on YouTube. I mean, um, I just don't want to facilitate having to be a part of that. It's just a lot of work, really. <laughs> um. So another thing that I guess was um pretty common on the island. So there are two main things that are common on the island. Uh, one is that nobody locks their doors. It's just, and like, I have one of those neighborhoods. I get it. It's yeah, you do. one of those things where, like, I don't even have a house key because I'm like, oh, what would I even use that for? <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know. We don't lock the doors because we just don't need to. I do um, lock we, my doors in case y'all were wondering. <laughs> but you would no matter what. You could live anywhere and you would still lock your doors. Oh, 100%. Ready. Yep, 100%. <laughs> um, but so unlock doors and uh, teenage drinking Oh, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, apparently this is just like kind of a norm. So I, I don't really know much about the location itself, but in my head, I'm picturing it like how I would picture the Hamptons. Like just like a bunch of rich, drunk bitches running around. Like that's all I can picture in my head. Um, because I guess drinking was really common, obviously with the adults, but with the children. Like, a lot of parents just didn't really see anything wrong with their 14, 15, 16 year old getting drunk on the weekend. It was just kind of like the norm. Yeah. So, and they're probably like all together and like whatever. So the parents are like, well, we all know where they are. We know what they're doing. So whatever. And exactly. That seems exactly like what um, the mentality was. So yeah, he was 16. He was drinking a lot, um, but it wasn't really an issue. One thing that his mom did have an issue with, which is going to come up later, um, is his smoking weed. Um, she like, for some reason, had a real problem with that. Um and like tried to get him to stop a number of times um so yeah those are like the two main things um so i guess oh one thing i also noticed too when i was doing research and i thought this was wonderful or as wonderful as this situation could be i was like wonderful look, okay <laughs> if you look up this case they very few places refer to it as like the Aaron Campbell case. They refer to it as the murder of Alicia McPhail. Oh, I like that. So like, I like that they are focusing on the victim and not because most of the cases that we cover, the victims are kind of just like an afterthought. They're like, oh, yeah. And those people that died. Yeah. Like, like think of Ted Bundy. Him. Like everyone knows who Ted Bundy is. I, get, I can guarantee no you like people don't know who his are, victims right. are. Exactly. But everyone knows like, him. He's an iconic household name. Like, well, right. I shouldn't say household name, but you know what I mean? Well, our household. <laughs> you, you and I as one yeah. household, yes, definitely. <laughs> also, sorry for that beep earlier, guys. My kids are requesting more time on their apps because I, I we're all stuck did. quarantined at home and we're all just trying to get the hang of like recording remotely and doing all these things. So you hear wonky stuff where we promise we're working on it. Um, we're all just trying to do the best we can while staying home. I can't even tell you how grateful I am that I do not have children during this whole thing. You will. You will. Yeah, but he will be requesting for time. That's true. <laughs> I can't. Oh, my God. All right. So let's jump into Aaron Campbell. Um, I don't know. Seth, you want to start? Yeah. Should we hit up like I'll give you like some specifics about his background, guys. 
So, um, obviously we've covered a few things, but like definitely his upbringing because his mother was an alcoholic, like included physical and emotional abuse. And he argued with her all the time. Um, obviously she was upset about his weed smoking, but just in general, because I'm assuming she was drinking all the time, she was very argumentative. And so he thought, you know, if that's how you're raised, it's kind of how you become. So he just right. continually argued with her all the time. Um, he was also tested for ADHD. He had a history of self-harming and depression. I mean, honestly, none of these things come as a shock to Ariel and I or probably any of you when we read about him. Um, he was actually pretty popular um, with his friends. He was fit. He was active. Um, like, a very normal, apart from, you know, the specific things. Like, if you were to get rid of, obviously, what makes him who he is like the serial killer aspects that he brings but overall he was fairly a normal kid i mean it's not like he you know killed cats with all his friends it's like he drunk and hang right. he drank you know and hang hung out at parties with them and then on the side was like i think i'm gonna kill a cat but he wasn't like like people were like oh yeah he's creepy but his friends probably didn't think that because all they did was drink and party together so they right. didn't really care and i mean as you know, like most 16 year olds are, I'm like, oh, I feel like maybe my friend's a serial killer. <laughs> like, right. that's well, not really it what. It seems like, too, um, he would just casually throw things into conversation. Yeah. Like, it'd be like totally normal. And he'd be like, you guys ever thought about killing someone? Like, but it was, so it was one of those things where once he actually did kill this poor girl, people were like, oh my God, do you remember when he said that? And then it kind of starts to click, but it's not... Yeah, and he didn't start throwing that into conversation until he was about 15. So, like, it was... It's not like his whole life, and people are like, God, why does he keep saying that? It was like, when he was 15, he did it, and then, like, he killed her, like, almost very soon after that, a year later. So it's not like people had, like, five years of him saying this, and they just were ignoring him. But um, something that was huge was that in 2017, because like we said, this happened very recently, he sent a Facebook message saying that he might kill one day for the life for like a lifetime experience. Like he really wanted to experience what that was like. And people used to say like when he started throwing things into random conversation, he like they'd be like, oh, what do you want to do? And he'd like throw out something doing crazy like, oh, maybe like we should go rape a girl. And people are like, oh, no, we were talking about we said excessive. We're thinking like bungee jumping. And he was like, oh, not rape. Okay, fine. So I think that I think and I think that's one of those things where at that age, you're kind of trying to feel out the people around you. And if anyone else has these like really fucked up thoughts like you do, because some kids do this stuff together, like there are some child killers and rapists that, you know, are teams. And I feel like it's like these things where they like throw something out there, like a quote unquote joke to see if someone will bite and like what will happen. Um. So, like Ariel said, he did go into a rehabilitation program and, you know, um, didn't really do much, clearly, for him. Um, Wasn't successful. Um, And, you know, he smoked a lot of pot and he drank. And then that, I mean, that was it. I mean, we don't get a lot of his, like, young, young life. It's just pretty much like, oh, he drank a lot with friends and, like, then, you know, said, hey, you want to rape with me? As jokes. Like, that's him in a nutshell, I guess you could put Um, so, um, I'll get into the abduction and murder of Alicia McPhail, um, his victim. So she was at her grandparents, um, and her dad also lived there and they were like there for summer break for like three weeks and she was asleep in an unlocked home, like, which is why Ariel brought that up. Um, because obviously that makes a big difference if you're not making a ton of noise to break into a place. Right. And you can just walk in. A lot of people probably don't think of it. And plus, you think you're in a safe place. So people aren't going to walk into your house randomly anyway. 
So um, the house is unlocked and Aaron was having a party at his parents' house and around 12.30 in the morning on July 2nd, a friend returned and found him in bed and like suicidal. They claimed that he was like really upset because his mom had been arguing with him most of the night and his friends were really worried and like offered to stay over and like comfort him and stuff. And he was like, no, I'm just going to get stoned. And they were like, uh, okay. So I guess he sent like a ton of messages to different people asking if they would sell him some weed. Um, and so it was around like 147, 1.48 in the morning right now. Um, and he called Tony McLaughlin, who was like the boyfriend of Alicia's dad. Oh, and, sorry, girlfriend. Not sorry, boyfriend. girlfriend of Alicia's dad. And there was no response. So he left his home and was going to go there and steal the cannabis out of their house. Um, and so he armed himself with a kitchen knife and he entered the property, which was about a five minute walk. So definitely not far. And I mean, even if you were super drunk, you, most people make it a five minute walk. Right. So for him, he was like, oh, I'll just walk over there. I'll steal some weed and I'll leave. It'll be great. So, um, his, Alicia's room was actually the closest room to the front door of when he walked in the house. And so when he found her sleeping, he was like, oh my God, this was meant to be perfect opportunity and so he basically um said that he like saw an opportunity and all he could think about was killing her because it just like fit so he lifted her up and left the house without anyone noticing and walked with her along the ocean now mind you she's like got it like is she not yelling is she sleeping like is he holding well, her while they're walking that's what i was confused about yeah, so I actually did read a couple of things about that. Okay. And um, so Alicia kind of knew who he was as daddy's friend. Oh, like, yeah. She okay. hadn't seen him before. So I guess she did wake up at some point and he was just like, oh, Leo, it's me, daddy's friend. Like, we're just going for a walk. And I think she was probably just like sleepy and a six year old. And um, and at one point, oh, this creeps me out. Um, she was complaining that she was cold and he actually took his shirt off and gave it to her. Like, so he's, like, being all, like, cute and caring, but he's, like, BT-dub, death's gonna rape and kill you, so. Yeah, I mean, probably was trying to make sure she, like, didn't scream or, like, try and get the attention yeah. of someone else. So he tried to probably, like, seem like he was being a gentleman and a friend. So, like wow. Ariel said, um, you know, they were walking, and then basically he took her to a secluded location, raped her, and murdered her, threw his clothes in the sea, and then went home to shower. His home had a ton of security cameras that actually call him walking back on the property which i think also explains like how affluent this community was that like all these houses just had a ton of security cameras and uh once he realized he didn't have his phone he left his house again and went back to the scene of the crime where he had just raped and killed her to look for the phone so the security cameras in the area caught him coming and going like right an absorbent amount of times so it's not like he could have been and like oh i don't remember any of that he left like three yeah. different times and, like, these are nice cameras. Like, if you watch any of the videos online, like, you can very clearly tell that it's him. It, and it's the entire property. The front, like, every aspect of the property, he's seen walking in. They see him walking in. They see him leaving. They see him coming back with his cell phone. Like, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, like, um, it was it, very obvious that he was up to no fucking good. <laughs> right. Correct. So, do you want to get into his investigation and arrest? Um, yeah, I definitely can. Um, so on July 2nd, when the grandfather of Alicia, um, he woke up to just get ready for work. So, you know, being a grandpa, he went in to look and make sure Alicia was just like sleeping in her bed, whatever. 
she wasn't there. So he starts looking all over the house, comes to the conclusion, like, oh, shit, like, she's not here at all. So about 20 minutes later, they call the police um, and everyone starts searching. So they get the word spread to the point that, like, most of the island is searching, including Aaron Campbell and his mom. Of course. Yeah. So um, I guess at some point, like, during this... um, the so Alicia's dad f- called Aaron back because he had seen that he had like a couple of missed calls and messages about getting weed, and he was like, "Hey, like this is about the same time that we think my kid went missing." <laughs> like, yeah, any um, ideas? Like, they had Do you remember? On her. Yeah, they had checked on her at like midnight, I think, or eleven thirty or something like that. So it was like you know an hour and a half, two hours later. Um, and so he had said something. You know, so to keep an eye out for Alicia, blah, 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 blah. Um, Aaron was just like, oh, damn, like, I'm sure she hasn't gone too far and just kind of played it off. Um, so at this point, it's like a an island wide search. Like I said, um, the police actually um, have a helicopter that they're using. And there's um, a volunteer who is part of the Coast Guard. Um, he decides to start searching like the shoreline of the island Um and he actually finds the kitchen knife that Aaron had brought with him. Yeah, so, yeah. I know this is just proof that this he's a kid and he's so stupid, but like, so his house and the house where he abducted this poor girl, they're five minutes apart, okay? Where right. he actually committed the murder is like, I think 10 or 15 minutes away. He doesn't even try to like hide anything. He's just like, I'm just gonna throw the knife here. Oh yeah, I'm gonna put my clothes right here. Where everyone can find them. Like, yeah, no biggie. And, yeah, he's like, like they won't connect me. They're dumb. Right. And then also leaves his phone at the scene of the crime. Granted, he went back to go get it. But there's also yeah. proof of that. <laughs> right. Like, so I don't know. He's just very not the smartest person. But. And I think he also um, had that very, um, what's the word i'm looking for um arrogant ego we're like oh it doesn't matter i did like it was great i'm so awesome like blah 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 like most serial killers or murderers have um where they just think like well i can't get caught um because like i'm just too good for that right uh yeah not though so um so a few hours later you know we've like i said we've got half the island looking for him there's a helicopter police are involved everything um a little bit before nine Police were notified um, by, I don't know if you say this, George or Jorge. Um, I'm not really sure. But let's say George Williams. Um, he was the, he was a local man who was just out being helpful, um, looking for Alicia. And he had actually seen the grandfather's post on Facebook, like, you know, about Alicia was missing. And he realized um, that he had found the young girl's body. Um, So she was deceased and she had no clothes on. She was actually found in a slightly wooded area. I guess there at one point had been a hotel there, but it was abandoned. Um, And like I said, it was about 15 minutes from her home. Um, So he really didn't even take her that far. So, yeah, I mean, he definitely wasn't in it to 
you know, get away with it. I honestly think, I think he just was like, hey, it looks like she's sleeping and I can take her and kill her and finally, like, maybe was, he thought... I think that's where it ended, though. Like, he didn't, there was... There was no thought after that moment, yeah. Right. I mean, again, I think a lot of it is because he's a child. That, like, what's it called? I think your frontal lobe is, like, not fully developed and that is what controls a lot of your, like, decision-making skills. And I think, um, too, he probably didn't know if he was going to kill her. Like, sure, he wanted to, but, like uh, like you said, he was still a kid. And right. so who like, knows, like, well, what would have happened? Would she have screamed? Like, had she screamed, would yeah. he have let her go or taken her back home? Like, right. so many things could have happened, but merely because she knew who he was, he basically, you know, was and able to kill her. And maybe he thought, like, oh, I kill her, and then I won't need to do it again. Because, like, that, right. you know, so... Well, and the, the other thing that really got to me is the way he killed her. So he just yeah. suffocates her with his bare hands. So yeah. that takes a lot. That's like a very personal kill. Yeah, I think we talk about this yeah. all the time because like how much it takes to like actually physically strangle someone, not just the strength, but like to continue to hold while you're like watching them struggle and they're fighting and like yeah. all these things. It's not like it's, you're just like stabbing them and they're basically almost dead. Right. For the most part, it's like they have a very good chance of still fighting you back and you know, trying to scream and clawing at you, like, those are, you know, all big things when being strangled, so. Yeah, and it's not like, um, it's not like the movies. Do you know they strangle people in the movies and it's literally 10 seconds in and they're like, like blah. No, it's like, it's, I watch it's a long it period. Take like, yeah, it can take up to, like, seven straight minutes. Yeah. Like, that's a long period of time to just be, like, with your hand around someone's neck. And, like, hoping they'll die. <laughs> like, right. you know what I mean? Like, what if you what if you loosen up by accident? Like, you slip while you're strangling them and they get free or they kill you? Like, that, like that's what... Strangling is very personal because you're taking a risk of, like, not being able to accomplish it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this is a pretty heartbreaking. Um, Alicia's mother, Georgina was actually she wasn't even notified of her daughter's death like she found out via facebook that her kid was dead oh that sucks yeah so that's absolutely horrific uh so the day after her body was found um there was a post-mortem examination done um so basically the autopsy concluded uh, this is awful um that alicia mcphail received 117 injuries some of which were caused while she was alive, and then some they think may have been just like part of like vegetation. I mean, she wasn't out there very long, so it's not like it was like animals eating at her or anything. Right. But I think just like being in the woods and there's, you know, uh, branches and that kind of stuff. But I mean, in general, he really like he really messed her up. Um <laughs> And, like, a lot of her injuries, of course, were to her face and her neck because, like, like he was trying to suffocate her. Right. Um, and, oh, my God, just reading this sentence makes me sick. Her genitalia sustained, quote, catastrophic injuries. Yeah. And so he brutally raped this girl. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, it, like, it makes my heart hurt just thinking about it. And she's just like a cute little tiny six-year-old. Yep. You know, and this fucking piece of shit. I just, oh, I can't. The story really gets to me. I mean, obviously because there's children involved, but I just really, like I said in the beginning, I really firmly think that this could have been avoided. Had people just spoken up. Had just, people just spoken up. And to me, I'd rather people think that I was batshit crazy calling someone like a possible serial killer than know that like I knew what was going on. 
And now, yeah, like I knew all these signs and like never said anything because I didn't want you to think like my son was a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, Aaron's mother, who is Jeanette, this is like the best part. So she was helping with um, the search for Alicia. And so obviously police were like, hey, like anybody lives in the area that has security cameras, like if you have any footage, like please hand it over. So she actually went home and watched the footage and saw her son coming back and forth and back and forth at the exact time this poor girl was murdered. Right. But she went and was like, hey, did you kill this girl? And he's like, no, def not. She's like, okay, cool. And then just hands over, voluntarily hands over all this stuff to the police. I think a lot of parents um, also just really want to believe that, you know, their kids wouldn't do something so heinous and horrendous. So I think in her mind, she was like, well, if I submit it and you are really innocent, like you're telling me, then this will just make sure, you know, we solidify that and like there's no suspicion against you because, look, we didn't hide anything. We submitted the footage. We did whatever, which is it's always like one of two things. Like if a parent's involved in these situations is either they try to hide everything for the kid knowing that the kid did it or they genuinely believe the kid didn't do it and so they're like nope uh, i'm gonna just throw it out there this way like you know there's no way someone would think you did this right yeah and that's the thing is like obviously as a parent you don't want to think that your kid would ever be capable of that so she's probably like even if there was like a nagging voice in the back of her head she right. probably still was like, no, it's it's fine. I'm just going to hand this over and it'll prove that he wasn't involved and it'll be great. Um, so they, the police actually did interview Campbell. Um, he was super cooperative. He answered all their questions. He, he like didn't really seem super concerned that he was being interviewed. Um, and then the, he basically was just like, yeah, like I was just like hanging out, smoking weed. Like that's kind of it. Um, so then the following day, so now we're at um, July 4th. Um, yeah, mind you, this like all happened in a two day period. Like, oh, yeah. Like everything we just discussed, like I know some of these drag on for years and years. This like literally happened in about like three days total. <laughs> exactly. Right. Again, because he was dumb. <laughs> right. Um, so he actually, he must have said or done something during his interview. I think it was um, that- the Facebook message that came back to haunt him that he had sent to someone. I think someone had said, oh, he sent me this message about killing someone. And... Yeah, but that was years before, though. I know, but it's like all that stuff comes out of the woodwork. So I'd read something about how someone was like, oh, well, the Facebook message and, like, all the random things he said, like, people were like, oh, well, he has alluded to that before. And so I think they were like, you know what, let's... And I'm sure, like, they had looked through the video cameras and were like, well, let's arrest him to be safe. Right. I mean, they obviously had enough to arrest him for the suspicion of murder. Right. Um, And so at this point, he becomes a little less cooperative. Um, So they bring him into the Glasgow police station uh, and he basically just answers no comment to all of their questions. Um, So then the following day, he actually ends up being charged with the rape and murder of Alicia McPhail um, and is remanded into custody. Yep. So he's in custody for uh, like a couple of weeks-ish. And that's when he actually um, is like in front of a judge. Um, However, he does not support, like he doesn't give a guilty or non-guilty plea. He just, he won't do anything. Yeah, like he's completely mute basically at this point. Like he's like, nope, no comment. I have nothing to say to you. Like, fuck all of you. 
Um, so they actually, they do so on um, February 11th of 2019. So guys, this was like a year ago that this trial was happening. Right. Um, and a, a big part of the information from the trial was the CCTV footage that his mother handed over to the police. So not only was there CCTV footage from his mom, but like I said, a lot of the other neighbors um, also handed over footage. Uh, and so there was one that was super, um, like, really clear. Uh, and it was, I guess you could say a kid, a person, not necessarily a kid, walking along, um, like, where the beach was, but clearly carrying something that looked like a small child. Yeah. Um, and so when they did the autopsy, they had uh, made a point of saying that uh, Alicia's cute little feet were completely clean. So however she got from point A to point B, she did not walk. Um, so that was a big part that was used in um, the actual trial. So during the trial, Aaron um, is basically trying to blame the crime on Alicia's, I guess, sort of stepmom, so her dad's girlfriend. Uh, and basically it was like, yeah, we've been sleeping together and any DNA that you find, like she just took the condom and put my DNA there so that I would get caught. And like, he was just coming up with all these really wild stories, I think just to take the blame away from him. Or just try and like, uh, hopefully he can throw someone off. But I mean, right. the but, I, the security cameras really solidified it because he kept leaving and coming back and like pretty much every house in the area for the most part had security cameras. So like right. everyone was like, well, no one left my house at this hour. Like she didn't leave. Right. So how would she have like exactly. done this if she never just, left the yeah. house when he was like obviously gone in that exact time frame? Yeah, he was just, he was grasping at straws anything that he could yeah um because you know he was just nervous but so the really creepy part is anyone that you talk to that was there for the trial says that he was uh, just totally unfazed he wasn't upset he was just very completely calm cool and collected uh, which i think is more creepy than anything else a 16 year old kid who was just like oh, yeah whatever no no problem also, another uh, reason why we know, like, had he not gotten caught, he definitely would have been a serial killer because he was so okay with what he had done in this moment. Like, yeah. sure, he tried to deflect and stuff, but, like, ultimately, it's not like he had any remorse for what he did. Yeah. So. So, um, so if you want to go over the confession. Um, yeah. So, the trial lasted for nine days, um, and the jury deliberated for, like, three hours, and then they all gave, like, a unanimously, unanimously guilty verdict um and the evidence they said was like overwhelming and they said that the teenager like obviously Aaron had committed like wicked and evil crimes and like they were talking about like setting fires and killing cats and like all this stuff like that um and they um he actually said that it like took everything in him to stop laughing during the trial like he actually like couldn't even like he thought everything was like super funny and he even told the professionals he was like quite satisfied with the murder and like how he no. did it yeah so like that's just like to be 16 and be so okay with like laughing about something so terrible that right. you've done and then to just be like oh i'm actually pretty satisfied with my work are you not like right what? aren't you impressed but <laughs> yeah um so um obviously he 
you know, had gotten a lot of um, psych evaluations and everything as this was going on. And um, one of them had described the, described Aaron as cold, calculating, remorseless, and a dangerous individual who completely lacked in victim empathy. And then they handed him a life sentence with a minimum term of 27 years. And the judge stated that this term would have been higher for an adult, but because he was technically still a minor, um, they obviously had to, like go through all that um but he said a life sentence should be a life sentence he should have no human rights and doesn't deserve anything because he is inhuman um however just so you guys know of course he appealed um on september 10th of 2019 he successfully appealed his ascendant uh, sorry guys appealed his sentence that reduced the minimum term from 27 to 24 years meaning that he'll be eligible to apply for parole when he's 40 and 40 is still super young and a lot of the serial killers we cover start killing at 40 so like yes that was my exact thought like i'm like oh god if they let this kid out he's 100 going to be the next biggest serial killer so three other judges had ruled that the original sentence had been super excessive for his age yeah. And I'm like, okay, but it wasn't because he like has no remorse and is crazy. Um, so he's currently imprisoned at the Young Offenders Institution, Palmont, and he'll be moved to an adult prison when he turns 21. But even getting out at 40, like, like yeah. that makes me so nervous if he gets out at 40 because he's literally just gonna go be a kind of a serial killer. And then Errol and I will cover him when we're still doing our podcast when we're 70 <laughs> years old because we want to follow up on this guy. <laughs> Exactly. Like that's scary oh as hell God. to think like, oh, they are totally okay with letting this kid back out into the world. Yeah. So guys, that's Aaron Campbell. Yeah. Uh he's pretty disturbing. I had a hard time watching a lot of documentaries about him, but we got through it and that's that. Um so I guess that's it. Uh oh, huge shout out. To anyone that has written us a review, we love you. First of all, we're so glad that other people think we're funny because, like, we're always we like, find oh, ourselves yeah, we're hilarious. So hysterical. Um, but knowing that other people also think we're funny is really nice. Um, but please keep it up. Anyone who is writing reviews, giving us, you know, preferably five stars, we'll take four if we have to. <laughs> um, subscribe, follow, everything. Like, please, please, please keep up the work because we're loving doing this and we want to keep going and we need your support to do that. And again, we're always taking suggestions. Um, like I said, we'll definitely probably be covering um, some kids for our next few episodes at least. Um, and again, we really appreciate you bearing with us while we figure out the kinks to um, remote recording. Um, obviously this isn't the most ideal situation, but, um, like we said earlier, hashtag stay home. Um, the sooner we all stay home, the sooner hopefully we can, you know, move on from this. Um, but we just want to make sure obviously we're doing our part by staying home. So we really appreciate your patience. Um, if you hear like funny kids in the background or, you know, weird texts or whatever the case may be. Um, but that's it for us today. So happy Wednesday, SKC friends, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye guys.